Hello, hello, hello. This is a Common Sense Party Podcast. This is your host, Dwayne Otley. Today is July 31st, end of the month. Today we'll talk about COVID, the January 6th committee, uh, Karen, someone who tried to corner a I guess a male person in San Francisco. And we'll talk about the Testers Democrats. Uh, rate us, review us. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, follow us. Let's bring common sense to the to the nation. Uh, let's get it. Us. Not while I'm standing. That's our oath. Bring common sense to this crazy nation. And for our first story, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren making a billionaire cry. This is courtesy of the Young Turks. Check it out. Tax is negative compound interest. What it is. You're right. I made all the money. I paid the government what I owed them. What I had left, I put at risk. I could have lost it all. I could have lost it all, but I paid my share. I have a bigger issue for the senator that I think I would hope she would address that, that to me is apple pie and motherhood. Senator, uh, could, could we talk about the wealth tax just for a minute before well, we change uh, subjects no, I here? Quite, senator, I have an easy one for you, and you're going to be shocked <clears throat> that I'm bringing it up from a fat cat Wall Street guy. How do you rationalize giving me $3,000 a month check every month with all my wealth? <clears throat> Why don't you people have the courage to address entitlements as to what should no longer be an entitlement? I shouldn't get Social Security. Tell me why I should get a check and my wife gets another thousand bucks on top of that. Take it away from me. Have the courage to do it. I know it's the third rail of politics, but do it. So let's start with the wealth tax. That's where we were. You don't, let's want to remember, the you don't want to address the issue of how I'm getting four grand a month from the government and I shouldn't be getting it? Can, can I answer some of these questions? Sure, sure, please. All right, thank you. So I'll start with the first one, and that was the question about the wealth tax. Did you, did you guys catch that little wink right there where he thought that little rant was, like, perfect? He's like, got him, got him. If you missed the wink, I'll... I'll show you what it looked like in slow-mo. Sure, sure, please. All right, thank you. So I'll start with the first one, and that was the What a goon. What an absolute goon. Now, Elizabeth Warren handled it well, so we'll get to her video in just a second. But I do want to note something. Social Security, which he claims he's receiving $3,000 from, and then later said $4,000. He doesn't even know what the number is. He's a billionaire. So to be fair, he's right in that that money isn't money that he needs. But it's important to have universal programs because universal programs are far more popular. Universal programs are a lot more difficult to scale back 
because everyone's receiving it. Everyone likes, everybody likes money. Everyone does. And when you look at the public polling on uh, Social Security, it's abundantly clear the majority of Americans love it and only a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of Americans want to scale it back or cut the program. So what he's doing there is trying to make it appear as though, oh, this is the Social Security program. I mean, it's just, it's waste. It's waste because a billionaire like me shouldn't be receiving that money. But the way Elizabeth Warren answered that question, I think was perfect. So let's take a look at that. And you ask about Social Security. I think Social Security really is the thing that is structured differently. It's structured as an insurance policy. And you paid in year after year after year. And part of the contract was if you would pay in, you would get this kind of return on the back end. It's not somebody's welfare. It's not somebody's charity. It was an agreement that every employee in the country who is eligible for Social Security paid into and gets a return at the back end. She's right about that. Now, as we know, uh, wealthy people have all sorts of tax loopholes that they can take advantage of. But for the most part, uh, we all pay into the Social Security system. There's a cap in terms of the amount of income that gets taxed for Social Security. So if you're a high earner at a certain point, it's somewhere around, I think, last time I checked, I think 130 something thousand dollars. Past that amount, you don't pay into Social Security anymore. But the reason why it's a universal program is because it's something that everyone pays into. And so I think she answered that perfectly. But I would have also added the fact that Universal programs are super popular. Let me give you those numbers right now. So first off, it's incredibly important to the majority of Americans because the majority of Americans, sadly, rely on Social Security as a huge portion of their income during retirement. I say sadly because Social Security isn't enough to retire on for most people. And to know that such a huge percentage of Americans rely on that as their major source of income after they retire uh, just gives you a sense of how, A, how necessary it is, but also how it needs to be a little more robust. We need to offer more uh, to uh, Americans' retirees uh, in this program. Now, 57% of retirees indicated in our April of 2019 survey, this is from Gallup, by the way, uh, this year, that Social Security is a major source of income in their retirement, eclipsing by far the second and third sources, retirement accounts such as 401ks and IRAs and work-sponsored pension plans. Look, 401ks, IRAs or IRAs, depending on how you like to say it, they're tied to risk. So you might be approaching retirement and the market can completely collapse and you lose a giant portion of your retirement. And, and I mean, that's what happened in 2008 for so many Americans. Social security is not tied to risk. It's tied to how much you've contributed to the system. 
So if you've been taxed at the maximum amount for Social Security, you'll get the maximum payout once you're ready to retire. But even then, as I mentioned, Social Security isn't robust enough for people to comfortably retire on. But as I mentioned, 47% of Americans rely on that as their main source of income when they retire. Pew Research Center reported that 74% of Americans say that Social Security benefits should not be reduced in any way. And previous Pew research found that only 6% favored cutting government spending on Social Security. A Marist NPR PBS poll found uh, last year, this is a little, this is an older um, study by the way, so it's not last year, this is from 2018 specifically, found in 2018 that 6 in 10 Americans would prefer to reverse the 2017 tax bill otherwise known as tax cuts for the rich, rather than cut entitlement programs like Social Security if necessary to reduce the deficit. So that's really the situation here. When Ken Langone is like, why don't you cut Social Security? It's because it's political suicide. Cutting Social Security does not poll well with Democrats, certainly doesn't poll well with Republicans, doesn't poll well with Americans. They want to maintain that program. It is a popular universal program. So while Ken Langone is trying to play that little trick of like, but I'm rich and I shouldn't be getting that money. I mean, he could reject it. He could reject it, but he doesn't. Because it's not really about him wanting to reject the money. It's about him wanting to avoid paying into Social Security. And remember, it's not just, uh, you know, getting taxed for Social Security. If you're a business owner, you pay payroll taxes. Payroll taxes also fund Social Security. He don't like that. He don't like that at all. Okay, so um, let's get to one more uh, video featuring Elizabeth Warren and Ken Langone that I thought was fascinating. Let's look at someone like Jeff Bezos, who is worth a bazillion dollars. He has not paid taxes on all of that wealth. Don't describe it that way. In fact, Jeff Bezos, many years, has either paid nothing in taxes or has paid about 1%. Why? Because his income is very, very small. But he continues to grow his wealth through all of his Amazon stock. And how does he then fund a lifestyle like he does? Not by cashing in. Amazon stock, but by borrowing against it. Right now, we have a tax system because it focuses principally on wealth that actually doesn't capture the folks at the very top. It makes middle class folks pay, it makes working class folks pay, but it doesn't make those at the top pay. A wealth tax is an opportunity to say if you're at the very, very top, you have to make a contribution Listen, I don't have much to add to what she said there other than I like the fact that she spoke to him like he was a child because he acts like a child. She has to talk slowly. She has to soften her voice because he's acting like a baby. Yep, that is from the Young Turks. Elizabeth Warren schooling uh, a billionaire that, yes, you are part of the... You're a part of the um, this train, and you gotta pay into it. And a lot of people don't understand is that those taxes that the middle class, well, the middle class, lower middle class, and the uh, below poverty level that they pay from their taxes, that pays for your cop, 
fire rescue and for decades those people who skate like trump bezos even even uh the dude from facebook the less taxes they pay the burden goes on the working class and this is why the services are where they are if you don't have if we don't hold them accountable why why do we expect to hold ourselves accountable we got to get through to these people that yes we're not picking I'm picking on you but for like 30 years you skated on your wealth and your wealth is 90% of the country 90% of the country it's not that you're you're white is that you didn't pay into the social contract I take care of you you take care of me uh, right uh, another thing Nina Turner is running for I think House of Representatives in Ohio uh, if you can Google her and support her because she is I think she will make a big difference in getting more progressive stuff done for the people for the country and again as the as we lift the bottom people up the boat rises and we all get we all get a ahead uh, for our next story we're going to run to Roland Martin about a dude who is trying to I guess instigate the, the black guy stealing in San Francisco uh, this is great if we all do this protect ourselves uh, this is a male Karen check it out If y'all don't know that Bill Duke line, just 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 go on the just go on the YouTube and type it in. All right, y'all. Uh, when uh, Lord have mercy. So y'all know how these black delivery drivers have been being accosted by these crazy white people around the country. Well, let's just say when this white guy in San Francisco rolled up on this brother, he learned real quickly he done rolled up on the wrong brother. Please get out of my face. Put your mask on. There you go. I'm outside. I don't need a mask. What the fuck do you want? I want identification. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Why do I? Why do you think that I have to answer your fucking questions? Why do you think that I have to answer your questions, dude? So who are you with? It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Get out of my way. Who are those addresses? Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Get out of my face. Every time I come around here, motherfuckers like you make my job harder. Please get out of my face, dude. But you haven't identified yourself. Uh, that's none of your business. Why do I have to get, why do you think that I have to identify myself? Dog, you ain't seeing nothing. You ain't seeing nothing. Don't worry about who I'm with. Who are it's the, none of your business. Who are the boxes against you? You really gonna do this? What's your name? Let's see some identification. What's your name? What's your address? Pull it out. Uh, Come on. You live right there, right? Let's go over there and see what your address is. Since you got something to say about it. Right? That's what you want to do? You want to ask for identification? You're the one in the neighborhood here. Yeah, that's right. So what? 
It's a free fucking country, ain't it? You did this. Don't start shaking and crying. What's your name? What's John, your name, buddy? John. John what? That's all you get. John what? John what? You come over here asking for identification? John, John what? I don't give a fuck. Fuck you and your missing packages. You think I'm crying over that shit? John what? You want to ask for identification? Where's your fucking identification? Nah, it's good. I'll one-up that. Good. Go fucking look for a police officer, you pile of shit. Don't think I don't know why you came over here and stopped me. Because you think I belong in another neighborhood, right? Fuck yourself. You're why, you are why people get killed and end up on the fucking news, you pile of shit. You're the fucking reason why. Fuck you. Oh yeah, me? This is where this asshole lives. When I first came on this street, he hollered at me from that window right there. He said, he asked me what I'm doing. I told him none of his business, and he came down here and wanted to talk to me. So now we're going to talk. Twenty-two fifty-five Clay Street. Bit off more than you could chew, didn't you? Good, good for you. You heard about the Karen Act, right? So good luck with that. Who's really breaking the law? Good thing you did this, huh? Good thing this is how you woke up in the morning and decided what to do. This is what you decided to do with your day. What's your last name, John? Hey, John, what's your last name? What's your last name, John? Call them now. You should call them. For what? Tell me what you're calling them for. Oh, now it's harassment. Before, it was because I was walking down the street. Now I'm harassing you? Didn't you call for me from that fucking window right there? Didn't you call my didn't you call for me? I was across the street. You called out to me. I didn't come over here looking for you. Don't, don't harass me, okay? Hey, nah, nah, nah. Call the cops. Call the cops, please. Please, call the cops. You fucked up. No, because you're an asshole, and this is why people fucking die. Motherfuckers that look like me die because of motherfuckers that look like you. Have you not opened up a fucking newspaper? Can you not look around and see what the fuck is going on because of this bullshit right here? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit, man. And now, motherfuckers like me, haha, got little fucking handhold recording devices in our pockets. So bullshit assholes like you can't get away with the bullshit you be pulling anymore. So go ahead, call the fucking cops. Call the fucking cops, man. You already said you're going to call them, right? I'm not evading. I'm not leaving the scene of a crime. That's what you said you're going to do, right? So call the cops. It's none of your business. 
You shouldn't have fucking stepped on my toes in the first place. And a younger me would have beat your fucking ass, but I'm not going to do that. Call the cops. Call the cops. Call the cops, man. That's what she said. Did you call the cops? That's what she said, right? You're threatening the police on me. No, I'm telling you that if you don't stop threatening me, I'm going to call the police. Threatening you with what? With words of truth? Does the truth get on your fucking nerves? Look at my face. Look at my face. Yep, that's me. We already got your fucking face on camera. You scared you're going to lose your job now? Your fucking billion dollar funding? Don't nobody feel bad for you. Don't nobody feel bad for you. Fuck out of here, man. You're living up in your fucking mansion bothering me. I'm a hardworking man. What the fuck do you do for a living? You sit on your ass and type behind... You sit on your ass and type behind a computer, huh? So then why why is it your business? Because I ordered something. Oh, now it's because you ordered something. A second ago it was because I I might be a pork pirate. But now it's because you fucking ordered something. You came out of your fucking living room across the street to where the fuck I was at. Fuck that. You called the cops, right? Did you call the cops? Did you call the cops? I haven't yet, no. Are you going to call them? No. Fuck out of my face, man. You mean... You fucking clown. Dear Pack Hearts. Hey, everybody. I'm not here to steal shit. You fucking happy now? I'm not here to steal shit, you fucking rich assholes. You ain't got nothing fucking better to do. Why don't you go for a fucking hike? Go do something fucking... Go do something good with your money. Huh? How about that? Go do something good with your fucking money, man. Go do something positive. Instead of sitting in your fucking... Sitting in your castle. Recording me. Making an ass out of yourself. We didn't have to do none of this. We didn't have to do none of this at all. I've been here all my fucking life. 30 years I've been in this fucking city right here. And every time I come around here... A motherfucker that looks like you got a problem with a motherfucker that looks like me. You think that's a, that's a, that's coincidence? You ain't got nothing to say now, do you? Do you? You gotta bother me while I'm doing my fucking job. A hard, honest work living like you assholes always say, Hey, get a job. I got a job, right? You motherfuckers still fucking with me. So what now? Hmm? Not no. Now look, I'm the type of person, my number one rule is, you can say whatever you want as long as you can deal with the consequences. See how quickly he shut up and he couldn't deal with the consequences? That's what happened. We gotta protect ourselves from people like that. It's unin- It might be unintentional, but he is being racist. He racially profiled the delivery guy coming out thinking that he was a thief because the minute he knew he was wrong the minute he knew he was wrong he shut up because the first thing he said was I'll call the cops I need ID I ain't got no problem if I'm in a neighborhood I'm not at I'm not gonna but if I'm working if you see me delivering packages he should have came up and said hey I'm expecting a package. Are you with such and such? Uh, no, he didn't. He just came up and put up his camera. But like I said, my rule is you can say whatever you want as long as you can deal with the consequences. 
Uh, this is a Common Sense Party podcast where we try to put common sense to everything. Uh, rate us, review us, follow us on Spotify, uh, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars, make up the number one podcast in America. Uh, uh, next story is again from... The Young Turks. I preface this by saying we are not a socialist country. We are a country that takes care of the the people who need help. You should be able to take care of those who are unable to take care of themselves. Uh, the next story is from Buffalo. Check it out. We're so salty about the socialist candidate winning the Democratic primary in Buffalo's mayoral race that some of them in the council are considering doing away with the mayoral role altogether. Now, the way that this is being reported on makes it appear as though the target is actually not India Walton, the socialist candidate who just won the Democratic primary for the uh, mayoral race. Uh, and by the way, she's likely to move forward to become mayor because it is a heavily blue area. Um, they're trying to make it seem like they're focused on the incumbent mayor, who's also a corporate Democrat, but let me give you the details and you guys can judge for yourselves. Now, the Buffalo Common Council will explore, according to the Buffalo News, a city manager form of governance to replace the office of mayor. Under such plan, a city manager would be selected by the nine-member council in conjunction with the community to, quote, carry out the will of the council members, uh, university council member Rashid Wyatt said. Now, uh, Wyatt claims, look, this, this is all about Byron Brown, that's the incumbent mayor, it's not about India Walton, okay? And to be sure, Wyatt does have problems with Brown, he does. But Brown ain't going to be in power much longer. In fact, the council adopted a resolution on Tuesday of this week. Um, South Council member Christopher uh, uh, Scanlon voted in the negative, saying that a majority of five council members selecting a city manager instead of tens of thousands of voters appointing a mayor could lead to some nefarious behavior. And, uh, you know, again, when, when it comes to those advocating for it, they're like, no, look, we've got issues with Brown. Uh, he's implemented cameras, uh, speeding cameras, for instance, in poor areas of Buffalo, New York. And that's the area that I represent, so we want to hold him accountable. But again, they're, they're calling for a report on this. They want to look into it. The report will be completed two weeks before the mayoral race takes place, right? So yeah. why are we having a conversation about this as if it's about the incumbent mayor, when in reality, this is about the incoming socialist mayor? Yeah. So every once in a while, I say, why, why don't Democrats fight back with Republican tactics? So Republicans will, um, you know, take away uh, voting areas, uh, voting booths from predominantly Democratic areas. Right? And so then you'll have really long lines. You've all seen it on TV, right? You're not supposed to have really long lines when you're voting. They do that so that less Democrats vote. It, make, it becomes more inconvenient. You never see long lines in Republican areas. Almost never, right? So I said, why don't they just do, use the same tactics? Okay, you want to do long lines? We'll do long lines. Okay, in, in purple states we control? That's it. Hey, oh, hey, convenient. Oh, we, were run, we ran out of money. We had to take away all the voting boosts from the Republican areas. Just a coincidence. Just like you guys do, right? Unfortunately, Democrats have listened to my advice, but
But instead of using Republican tactics against Republicans, they're using it against progressives. So they remember the Republican tactic of, hey, a governor, Democratic governor won in North Carolina and won in Wisconsin. But it was still Republican legislatures. So they're like, now let's just take away the power of the governor. So now corporate Democrats have come in. Oh, a Democratic Socialist won? Well, let's just take away the power of the mayor. Let's say, remember our buddies, our corporate buddies, the Republicans? They do this to us every once in a while. Now, we're never going to do it back to them because our funders say that we have to kiss their ass, right? But if a progressive one, let's just end the idea of, of a mayor in Buffalo. I don't understand that. Is it the Stockholm Syndrome thinking that corporate Democrats that... Republicans to just jump on the bandwagon because you say so? It ain't working like that, man. Stop coming to a, a gun fight with a knife. Gotta spite, we gotta fight smarter. Now, you take trying to take the power away from this mayor, she's probably gonna do good things for Buffalo. But once it's not with the money, they don't care. We gotta get money out of politics. Uh, yeah, this is the Common Sense Party Podcast. Read us, review us, Spotify, Google, follow us. Let's bring common sense to this country that we need because we need common sense. Uh, our next story comes from, again, the Young Turks because they're talking about that goof, that corrupt uh, mayor, I'm not mayor, uh, senator. Um, mansion. Um, check this out and I'll get back to you. Conservative Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is warning that if the Senate fails in passing the bipartisan infrastructure deal, he's unwilling to be supportive of the more robust reconciliation version of the infrastructure deal. Now, what are the differences? Okay, well, the bipartisan deal only really includes physical infrastructure, basically physical infrastructure that Republican lawmakers do in fact want because their corporate donors want it. You see, when it comes to commerce, you actually need infrastructure that's not crumbling. So they want to ensure that they provide the goodies for their corporate donors, and sure, maybe some of their constituents as well. But they're not interested in human infrastructure. They're not interested in helping to compensate people uh, who are engaging in elder care, for instance. No, no funding for child care. I mean, the right wing loves to force women to have children that they might not want. Right? They love to regulate women's bodies, but when actual children are born and their families need help, no, no, no. So no social safety net for you, no child care for you. You can buzz off. That's the GOP. And guess what? Corrupt Joe Manchin and other conservative so-called Democrats in the Senate are empowering these goons. That's exactly what's happening right now. And the most frustrating part about it is that the media will not tell you why that is. You keep hearing over and over again, well, Manchin just wants bipartisanship. Manchin just likes bipartisanship. No, it's not about bipartisanship. And I'll connect the dots in just a minute, but first, here's what Senator Joe Manchin had to say. I would say if the bipartisan infrastructure deal falls apart, everything falls apart. Both of them are extremely important. When one falls apart, how do you move the other one? 
Um, it's not that difficult. I mean, you just, you take the physical infrastructure that's in the bipartisan bill, you bake it into the more robust and much better reconciliation version of the bill, and then you pass it with a simple majority in the Senate. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. But he's not interested in that. And I'll tell you why. He says, I think there's a lot of good things in the reconciliation bill. I really want to work on, but we haven't spent the time on that. The bipartisan one's ready to go. This one's ready to go. He's eager to pass the bipartisan bill. Because look, the bipartisan bill also doesn't focus on something that he doesn't like, and it's the climate action. Because Joe Manchin would have you believe that he's just concerned about jobs in West Virginia. And look, that might be true. There might be um, hell to pay if some constituents who work in the coal industry lose their jobs as a result of, you know, the country finally moving or shifting toward renewable energies. But the reality is that Joe Manchin doesn't just benefit politically from dirty fossil fuels. He also benefits financially, directly. And we learned some details about that just today. In fact, according to the most recent financial disclosure, Manchin gained nearly half a million dollars last year, $492,000 to be exact, due to his non-public shares in a coal company called, it's a terrible name, Enter Systems, which records show is a contractor for a power plant in the state's north that burns waste coal. Meanwhile, Manchin's 2020 income for being a senator was $174,000. So let that sink in for a second. He's earning more money from dirty coal than he is representing the people of West Virginia as a senator. The incentives are in the wrong place. There needs to be laws that prevent lawmakers from being invested in individual stocks or invested in these types of companies, period. He is receiving a significant amount of his income, most of his income, it appears, from the coal industry. And we're not even talking about what he receives in the form of campaign contributions from fossil fuel companies. In fact, Manchin gave control to, um, uh, or control of, Enter Systems to his son back in 2000. This is very Trumpian, by the way. Uh, he years ago moved his holdings in the company into a blind trust in order to comply with federal rules. Yet, that doesn't prevent him from personally profiting. That's why I say it's Trumpian. This is the exact same thing that Trump did once he became president. Since becoming a Democratic U.S. Senator in 2010, Manchin's total income from Enter Systems has topped $4.5 million. I don't know. I don't know. There are some things that I'd want to work on with the reconciliation version of the bill. You know, climate action. I don't really like that. It's going to hurt my profits, my personal profits. That's what this is about. Yep. Joe Manchin is corrupt. He is corrupt because he might be well-intentioned to, to do something, but he's not. Because it doesn't it doesn't benefit him because he just heard from the Young Turks that he's making more money from the fossil fuels but the one thing that people don't understand is 
the coal mining industry is going automated. A lot of industries are going automated in the next 10 years. And you know what happens? People lose their jobs. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to lose their jobs. Even though they're kicking and screaming, they're fighting. Um, they should... They should get behind the reconciliation package and not be tied to corporations. But this is America. Greed trumps all. And I don't understand why it has to be that way, but it is. Greed actually trumps all. And we... We haven't uh, we haven't found the the strength to to do the common sense thing. We see things happening, but we don't want to do the correct thing. We just want to get by, skate, with just a bare minimum. And other countries are catching up. Uh, this is the Common Sense Party podcast. Rate us, review us, give us five stars on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify, Google. Let's bring common sense back to. Common sense uh, back to this country. Um, like I said, Nina Turner is running for office in Ohio. I don't have student death debt because I finished paying it off. Uh, but it is a scam. Uh, let's hear what she thinks about it. I want to thank Representative Brett, uh, Councilmember Corbett, A.G. Ellison for coming here. Mayor Elkins, all of you, I'm a little hoarse, I'm trying to preserve my voice for tomorrow uh, in particular. I, I just want to thank you all for being here. We've been at campuses all over this district and just for all of the grassroots, all of you. The thanks is to you because you are pouring in the energy that is going to be necessary for us to actually win this race. And when we win this race, we are standing in the ready position for so many people but for our progressive movement, I want everybody to know who's a conscious-minded individual that's standing up saying that universal health care is a human right, is the right thing to do. Get a little music entertainment on the streets. I should have told them what my playlist was. Standing up to say that in the wealthiest country on the face of the earth, we can and we must cancel student debt. Hello, somebody. It's the right thing to do. There's a racial justice element to it. There's a class justice element to it. And guess what? It can be done right now. And not only should we cancel student debt, we should make all colleges, public colleges and universities free. Hello, somebody. Make it an investment. Pre-pay the college or vocational school. We can do that in the United States of America. We can. Making sure that our sisters and brothers, family and friends can unionize without fear. That's why I was among others that went into Bessemer, Alabama to stand side by side in solidarity with those workers. Understanding what happens over there happens over here. That we are our sisters and our brothers and our family and friends. We are each other's keepers. So I know that many of you came out to campus and all of my colleagues have already spoken so eloquently. And so I want to close with this. I'm going to make this shorter than I'm sure people expected it to be, which is um, one of the foundational quotes of this campaign. And you people who know me know I love quotes and I love scripture. 
But I'm going to Congresswoman Barbara Jordan, and she said these words, what the people want is very simple. They want an America as good as its promise. That is really what this campaign is about. This is what this movement is about. This is what all of you, the mosaic of humanity, being a part of this is about. This is not about who's left and right or Democrat or Republican. The only initials that should matter is the D and the R. That's the do the right thing. We need more people to be at the DR party, and that's the do the right thing. So what the people want is very simple. They want an America as good as it's promised. Life, liberty, and everybody's pursuit of happiness. And that is why I am running this race to help to change the material conditions of the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class in this district, in this state, in this nation, and also in this world. Because we got work to do. When we want to ensure peace and justice, we can have no peace and no justice and we have people suffering in other parts of the world. So not only are we citizens of this city, of this state, of this nation, but we are indeed citizens of the world and we have a moral obligation to care one for another, both here and also abroad. And we can do a beautiful thing. Don't let anybody tell you that we can't have these beautiful things. We can have these beautiful things. This is a matter of political will. And you know how we get political will? It is the people willing to stand up and say, we must have Medicare for all, cancer student debt, Green New Deal. Changing a legal system that is unjust. We can have nice things, sisters and brothers, family and friends, and we just got to continue to work towards those things. So God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for what you are doing. As all of my colleagues said, we got to get out there. Please knock one more door, make one more text message, make one more phone call, give one more dollar, or 27. <laughs> we definitely need money for the mission, and I'm very proud that in this campaign we are mirroring because our average donation is $27. Let me just say to you that my only special interest will be the people who put me there, not the oil industry, not the pharmaceutical industry. My special interest will be we, the people. So thank you so much, uh, Mayor. You coming back up to give directions. All right, we are excited about knocking on some doors. God bless you. Yep. Go ahead and support Nina Turner. We need more people who are for the people. Like I said, once we realize what the right thing to do is, the right thing to do, we'll we'll go ahead and do that. It might take a while, but we will realize what the right thing to do is pretty soon. All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, Matt Gates got shut down because of what? Someone asked him he was a pedophile. Um, do we know what the pedophile definition is? Go look it up. Uh, this is from the Young Turks again. Check it out. Are you a pedophile? Are you a pedophile? Are you a pedophile? Are you a pedophile? During the first day of hearings uh, in the House Select Committee regarding the Capitol riots, 
lawmakers, GOP lawmakers like Representative Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Elise Stefanik, held a press conference uh, in order to deflect from the wrongdoings of the Republican Party and, of course, the provocations coming from Donald Trump, the same provocations that led to the uh, violence that took place on January 6th. And the best part that came out of that press conference was what Lauren Windsor did. So we're going to show you the clip. Try to listen in and hear what someone is shouting at Matt Gates as they're trying to hold this press conference. For the people of this country, the answers to the questions. We need a, we need a break. We need it. Okay. The left is interrupting the press conference. We need to end it. Thank you. For those of you that really care about this process, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just saw here today is, again, the intolerant left. The media, you saw what happened here. The left shut us down. They hate free speech. They hate free speech. Are you a pedophile? What? Are you a pedophile? Are you a pedophile? Are you a pedophile? what happens when people actually stand up and call them a task that's what you got to start doing call them to task uh, is he a pedophile nothing that's come out yet but he has not said no we always say if someone calls you a name all you got to do is say no he hasn't said no yet that into effect. He hasn't said no. And that's what rich people do. They they hide they hide they hide their, their stuff. And and you see what the Republicans did said the left shut them down. No. You could not take it and you left. Like we always say you can say anything you want as long as you're ready to take the consequences. Uh, moving on to our next story. Our next story is COVID. Please get the COVID vaccine. Uh, so you don't sound like the Alabama governor. Sounding like this. As Republican governor says it's time to point fingers at those who refuse to follow the science. Listen to Kay Ivey. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle. Self-inflicted pain. What is it going to take to get people to get shots in arms? I don't know. You tell me. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us die. What? Guess what? The unvaccinated folks are the ones that... Who are ill-informed please get the, the vaccine 98% of the people who are hospitalized are unvaccinated please get get vaccinated I know is we had 
uh, vaccination fears and stuff like that, please get the vac- please get the vaccine, cause people do die. Yes, they do. Um, especially in Florida, Florida's rate is sky high. But if you talk to Governor Flippin' Flop DeSantis, ain't nothing. Check this out. If anyone is calling for lockdowns, you're not getting that done in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis refusing to back down from his conviction that he's successfully handling COVID in his state. I have a three-year-old son. You got people like Fauci saying he should be muzzled, that you should be throwing masks on these three-year-old kids. Uh, It's totally unacceptable. The state is averaging 6,492 cases per day, a figure that has nearly doubled in one week, quadrupled in a month. In just one week, from July 15th to July 21st, Florida has 45,449 new cases and is once again leading the nation in the number of new COVID-19 cases. DeSantis says it's just a seasonal thing. We have a summer season here, just like last year. It started a little later this year. So you're going to have higher prevalence for the rest of July, probably into August. And then it goes back. Doctors disagree. We have a much more contagious variant that we didn't see in December or in April. But then there's also this messaging from DeSantis. These vaccines make it so that your chance of survival is pretty doggone close to 100% which is a far cry from his tone last May. Because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it. A little less than 10 weeks after that press conference, Florida became a global COVID epicenter. Only California, with its larger population, recorded more cases at the time. So while DeSantis is encouraging vaccines, he's continuing to push back on masks and Dr. Fauci. His political operation is selling merchandise that reads, Don't Fauci my Florida, and how the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Right now, about 48% of Florida residents are vaccinated, and the state is now recording the most new deaths in the country this month. Yet DeSantis stands firm. We've never had any mandates in the state of Florida, and we will not have any mandates in the state of Florida. And Aaron, when he said that about mask mandates, he was met with applause by the supporters surrounding him. And listen, he is up for re-election next year, 2022, but there are plenty out there wondering if his eyes are on 2024 for a presidential bid. All right. Yeah. Dumb leading the dumber. What a jackass. Again, take the vaccine because these people are going to kill you because of ignorance. They're dumb. Yes, the vaccine has been out a year. Yes, there are small cases that will happen, but we have to put common sense to it. Rather to shoot yourself with a shot that will just give you mild symptoms than being on a ventilator till you die. Please take the vaccine. I would say Pfizer. But Fox News is still doing what it does. Check it out. How infectious this is, how many people it kills. This is not smallpox. 
So it's a, and, and this no, is I not a fully it's, approved. It's, it's not a fully approved vaccine uh, either. Neither was the smallpox vaccine in 1905. No, I think COVID is worse than smallpox in many ways. It may not kill as many people, but we don't know what the long-term impact is. I have so 300 right million people worldwide. I have a right, I know, I have the right to get on an airplane and know that everybody on that airplane is vaccinated or tested. You may have the right not to get vaccinated, but you have no right oh, to spread the disease to me, even if you won't kill me. Professor, kill have you not been me, listening? This is Harvard Law have, School, okay? I don't believe you. I didn't go to Harvard yeah, Law School, but I, did hear, yeah. but I did hear the president today talk about how if you're vaccinated, you spread the virus. You still can spread That's the virus. True. I mean, the data out of Israel, but the data out of the UK, spread, they're freaking out about this. Be spread it'll be spread much less seriously. Look, we okay. don't know what we don't know. Okay, you Nobody can deprive people of their constitutional rights on the basis there of a no vaccine that still, there is that still no allows one, the spread of a virus. No, okay. There is no constitutional right to get on an airplane and to spread the disease to me, even if it's not going to be fatal. Okay. All right. I have constitutional we rights. we got to go. we got to work against the heartbreak, but and the court's I, I get you. It. It's not smallpox. Professor, thank you. Check that out. Fox News peddling that you should not get the vaccine. Again, you'll get the vaccine. This is a Common Sense Party podcast. Read, excuse me, rate us, review us. Uh, give us five stars. Spotify, Google, wherever you get your, wherever you get your um, podcast. Uh, you see how they're they're making Fauci this fall guy. Uh, he should. Like what Dominion does, sue them for a billion dollars and then they'll shut up. All right. Uh, this podcast, uh, we talked about mansion, COVID, uh, a male Karen. This is part one. We're going to do a second part, release them uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, this is a Common Sense Party podcast. Our goal is to bring common sense back to the country, and we'll see you next week. Not while I'm standing. It's brightest day, it's blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight.